Hi, Jillian. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How was your day of single momming? It wasn't really a day because she was with her grandparents most of the day. I just had the night shift. Um, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she was good. I guess what just dropped. What? My uterine wall lining. Mm, good for you. Okay, so where should we begin? Um, should we start with the SAGs? I have many notes that I wrote in this notebook that I took from your house. <laughs> yes, we could start with the SAG Awards. Okay, tell the folks at home what happened this weekend. So the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which is the union for the actors, um, had their award ceremony this Saturday, um, which I thought was fun. I, we never get a Saturday night um, award show, so I was kind of into it. Not that I had any yeah. other plans. I was going to say, I had nothing to do, so it was fine. But if I had been out, I would have been like, oh, why didn't they do it on Sunday? It was on Netflix, which is kind of the first of its kind to have a live award show on a streamer. So the Screen Actors Guild Awards, it was on a Saturday. That was fun. It was on Netflix. It seemed to have gone off without any major technical difficulties, except the audio I thought was pretty bad. You couldn't really hear. Really? Yeah, like when um, Emily Blunt and... Uh, Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep come out. You couldn't really hear Anne and Emily. You could only hear Meryl because she was right in front of the uh, microphone. Because their timing wasn't great. Oh, hot take. I didn't even know that was happening until I watched the red carpet and Anne Hathaway was there. Well, well no one knew that was happening, that the Devil Wears Prada reunion was happening. Oh, that's that's what I, I thought maybe people knew. No, no, like no, they, no. Were, they were coming together, these, these three ladies. No. Um, they... As is every SAG Awards, they do the I'm an actor in the beginning, and each actor talks about like how they became an actor or how they got their union card. It was kind of weird this year because they did it like walking in, and the, the timing there wasn't great. But Michael's, I thought that was fun, though, because my Sarah girl Hannah started, Waddingham killed it. We talked about a mouse in her dress performing she's, on the she's West so End. Fun. I love her. Um, started with your husband, Michael Sarah. Yeah. Um, and his was long. His was long. <laughs> As for the awards, I mean, there was nothing groundbreaking. We knew who was going to win. The bear cleaning up, the beef cleaning up, Oppenheimer. Did you see beef? No. Is it that good? Like, why does it keep winning everything? People like like, no one I know have seen has seen it. It's on Netflix. I saw a thing today. I don't know if it was a rumor. It was like next season. It's going to be two couples. One's going to be. It was like Anne Hathaway and someone, and I forget who the other two were, but they were like people I I knew. I have no idea. I don't remember. But um, yeah, I feel like it's such a, you know, it's, I'm like, is it Ali Wong that good of an actor? Like, I guess so. She's cleaning up at all these award shows. What did you think, Jill, about, um, oh, well, two, co- one, there was no like best actor, best supporting actor. Yes, there was. So it's, but then like for the bear, Io was just best act- actor, but when yeah. in like the Emmys, she was best supporting. Right for television for the SAG, they don't do that. That's what I mean. There, so there I, wasn't. I one. thought you for the movies they did. No, for television, like what it gives less people an opportunity to win. Yeah, I guess so because then you're also like best ensemble, so you're kind of giving everyone the supporters yeah. the award. I thought too. that was kind of stupid. I mean, it's fun, but it should be more like this isn't a prestigious award. It's just like. Why is, a nice, fun why is it not a prestigious award? Your your peers are voting for you. Because it's like best cat. I don't know. I think it's because what is it? Just like you're all really good actors. It's just the That's- actors. We're only voting on acting roles. We're not voting for 
you know, costumes or makeup or tech or directors or producers. Right, but what if you just, have a cast and like two people really suck <laughs> and then the other people are good? Well, I'm like, I don't want. I'm don't assuming know. they won't get nominated or win. Yeah, I'm trying to see what this thing was today. But, I was yeah. curious about the SAGs being on Netflix because, as you are all probably well aware, this past summer there was the actor strike where we were without entertainment for a couple of months because the actors were fighting with um, the studios. And one of the main issues was how actors don't get paid residuals anymore because everything is sold to Netflix and Max and Oh yeah. I didn't even put that together. And you know, the actors don't see money of this when Gilmore girls is shown to a millions of people day in, day out. The actors don't receive any money from that when it would used to be on cable. They used to. So that was one of the big sticking points for the union agreements, the strike. And now, Fran Drescher, SAG president, was like, thank you, Netflix. I was like, hmm. I didn't even think about But do you, do you think this was planned that far in advance or no? Like that Netflix, like last year, were they like next year, Netflix will be the home for the SAG Awards? I think yes, because the SAG Awards got, was, was I don't know what it was on last year, but it had been talked that it was going to be sold to another company Maybe like to CBS air. Or it was, it's been on TNT, like TBS, like all our lives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I forget. There was like some talk anyway. So yes, I think it was planned that it was going to be on a streamer and Netflix, but obviously that was delayed a little with the strike. They didn't know for certain when it was going to happen. But I just thought that was so weird that Fran Drescher gave this like speech about how we triumphed over the big companies and we're such a strong union and we all stick up for each other. Thank you, Netflix. I was like, okay. It was a great speech, Fran. Was it? I just loved her. I just like to see Fran and have her be coherent and normal. Well, I agree with this that they said in the big picture. Like she talked about being like a girl boss and like you could, you but be- still wearing red lips. I yeah, liked it. I don't like that. Why do we have to bring up lipstick when we're talking about like our accomplishments? She was just making a goof. That's She's not- saying women have to do everything so hard and still look presentable because that's what's expected of us. Did you not listen to America Ferrara and Barbie? I did, and I said, duh. Yeah, well, that that's, you know, if you really want to take that joke apart. So what do you have to say about the sex? I have so, so many notes. Give me your notes. Because I was bored and I was just writing everything down. What was the other thing I wanted to ask you, though, about it? Oh, did you think it was weird? So for the folks at home, <clears throat> they would they were doing the award. They had a red carpet on Netflix, also on E. I watched the E one. I watched and the then, Netflix one. Because I didn't Tom even know. France, he's lovely. So this is what I want to talk to you about. So they... They would show a couple awards, and then they would have Tan France backstage as a correspondent, like interviewing folks like Jeremy Allen White after he won, and came and like talked to them. And it was the kind of thing that usually show after the show, like say you're watching E or Entertainment Weekly, or whatever. Not Entertainment Tonight. They would interview you after and be like, "Oh my God, you won! How was it?" And this was happening in the middle of the show, and in the background, you could see like other pundits interviewing people, like. I, I didn't hate it, but I was like, why are they doing this in the middle of the show? And mom said it's because they didn't have commercials and they had to like reset stuff. But but then when they would come back to the awards, they'd be like amid a clip. Yes. So you know that every award ceremony, when the winner goes off the stage, they go into a press room and they do these interviews. Even though the show- Yes. Okay. So that's what's- when you're saying other pundits are being interviewed, whatever. But they were doing yep. that because they had no commercials. So they had to like reset up the stage you're or bumping. like- they had to reset up the stage or, you know, fix any tech or yeah. set, set something up. And they didn't have commercials because on Netflix. So they used Tan France interviewing the winners to kind of move that along. Yeah. Okay. It was just kind of weird. To, I was just not used to it, you know. 
But I thought he did so well. People loved him. And he seemed to be like homies with a lot of people. That's what I was just going to say. He seemed to be like, oh, friends with everyone. He was like. I just, he had this like YouTube series where he had like, did like a makeover on Mulaney and like Pete Davidson. And it was kind of like a Queer Eye episode. It was like, what can you wear that's like within your style, but kind of pushing the boundaries. And I loved it. And they all like got along with him so well. And it was fun and funny. And that's, I don't watch Queer Eye, even though everyone says I would love it. But um, that's what it made me think of. I don't watch it either. I think it's ending. Well, Bobby left, so I don't know if they're continuing without him or it's just ending. No, Jeremiah is coming. Jeremiah, who is married to Nate Burkus, who used to work for Rachel Zoe. I don't know anything about what is Bobby the fashion one? No, isn't he like the house one? Yeah. They just got so Jeremiah is into We're we're um assigning them all we're, to gay stereotypes, like the original queer eye, but that yeah. that is what the show is about. Uh remember Kyan? I used to and, think he was so hot. Karamo's not on it anymore either. I think people don't like him. I think so too. But he's a real yeah. world alum. Aren't we all? Who's the most successful one you think? Jamie Chung? Real World? Yeah. Or just Cinda Barrett? Well, who is she? She was on Real World Paris with Ya Boy. Yeah. She's an actress. She, um, I really know her from the worst movie in the world, you think, The Last Kiss with Zach Braff. I don't think that's the worst movie in the world. Mm -hmm. I've never even sat through the whole thing, and they filmed it on Claire's Street in front of her house. Maybe Nana thinks it's the uh, worst one. Someone hates that movie. Carrie likes it, I believe. Shout out to Carrie who says even though Phaedra's done bad things, she likes her voice on the traitors. Carrie, we're done. No, don't you say that. (sighs) We made it through all these years and all these schools. Come on now. Okay, these are my thoughts about the SAGs. I'll try to keep it brief. I said red carpet, Anne Hathaway. I liked her look and hair. Great volume and teasing. She said her dress was cerulean and she wore a belt as a shout out to Devil's Prada, which I thought was good. Aniston, I love you, but her hair wasn't working for me. I like the length because she had the weird bumps in the back. The dress and was not supportive. Just lately, I've seen her a few places, and if I, again, this is, she always looks amazing. But I feel like her she's amazing. Is, she has amazing body. She's so fit. Like, but I yeah. feel like her age on her face is catching up to her a little bit, it, it, which is not a bad thing. Like she's still beautiful, but like she just looked a little like more wrinkly. But she's going through a hard time, so you know, whatever. Do you know who Kelty Knight is, Jill? No. So she is on that Lady Gang podcast mm-hmm. and she works for E at she's the one like when Laverne will be like over to Kelty and Kelty will be like stars are arriving here tonight now to the commercial. So she doesn't interview people, but she's like a pundit or whatever. OK, her I first came to know her because she was dating Ryan Ross from Panic at the Disco. And of course, I hated course. her because I was in love with Ryan Ross from Panic at the Disco. And I thought she was so annoying and she was older than him and she would post on her blog. Do and then they still bro- feel that way about Ryan Ross. I'd still fuck him. Oh, I thought you were like anti-panic. I'm more anti-Brendan, but Ryan's fine. He's not in it anymore. But um, he's just like a hipster bum now in LA. But yeah, I used to like loathe her, but I would read her blog all the time because then they broke up and she would like talk shit about him because he cheated on her and she was like a rockette. And like now, I you know, she's married and she's good friends with Jack Vanek, who also used to date Ryan Ross and Panic the Disco when she was like 19. And it's just so funny to me. I'm like, the history I have with these people that are on E. And I'm like, good for her. She seems like she's making money. Anyway. Um, I thought Billie Eilish, I like this look and hair much better. You know, she didn't have like her red and her glasses because, you know, I feel like wearing glasses to event. Emma Stone always looks great. She's just a beautiful person. Always looks great. It's like, you know why she's a movie star. 
I love Hannah Waddingham. Um, oh, when they do those speeches in the beginning of like, I am an actor, do you think they write them? Uh, probably half and half. I mean, I'm sure yeah. the Netflix or whoever's producing event is like, hey, we have writers that can help you if you'd like or if you would like to come up on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure she like reached out to your boy, the writers of Ted Lasso, to get some. That's my it. next comment. Brett Goldstein, heart, heart, Juno Temple, heart. <laughs> Brett was on like the pre-show with one of them, and <clears throat> yeah. he was like dropping f bombs in there, and she was like, "I know it's Netflix, and you can do this, but just FYI." <laughs> I know. And they sh- when Idris was doing his speech, he said something like, "How much can we swear?" And they showed him, and he like <laughs> laughed. I love him so much. Um, I said I forgot Idris is British. Yeah, because I feel like I don't I haven't seen him in that many things like you know what I mean I just see his like picture or like on a red carpet and I'm like oh right he's British um I said have any of us watched beef what I said blunt is a mega babe mega babe Jeremy Allen White he's so hot I get it he just has such swag and like I'm mad at him about the wife thing but like god he's so fucking hot and he's he seems also, like he loves Io and you he, know he's like so surprised I'm like humble that he wins no, like, he's you know not. you're gonna win every single one like you know I, I think I think inside actually like behind closed doors he's an egotistical prick probably but, but he like, plays god. this you know yeah and he's like short he's short man. king yeah um, I wrote, what is Tiny Beautiful Things? I think that was like a movie or show. And I was like, I had never heard of this. I don't remember. It was like coming up and like, I like Belle Pally. Oh, the, I oh wrote, the one that um, Annette Bedding's going to be in. Or was something it, nominated? I think it was, it was nominated. Oh, they also, like mentioned it at the thing. I don't so know. I was like, what is this? Oh, is that the one where she's like at the end she did something like was, she's all fucked up and what's her face is in it too? Jodie Foster? No, that's Nyad. Yeah, okay, never mind. But that's Annette Bedding, also, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what she's I like Belle Pally, I wrote. Yep, she looked uh, good. She was in Morning Show and she was in King of St. Ellen. Allie Wong's mom looks great. She's like in her 80s. She looked bomb. And she said she wore her Tevas because she doesn't give a fuck. I loved that. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, I love, I don't know why I never put this together, but I love that. Obviously, I love Australian accents and Margot Robbie's Australian, but the fact that the word she has to say all the time in her Australian accent is Bobby, shrimp on the Bobby. <laughs> it's such a good word to say in Australian accent. And I love it. She's like, this is Bobby. Like, just she gets to say that all the time. I wrote, what is this Tan France backstage shit? But we talked about that. I don't know what that fucking says. Someone just sounds sad. I wrote, why no supporting? Mm, Divine Joy and Randolph made me cry. Gina Davis, Gina all caps. Davis, Fran, all ex, caps. Ex-husband, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, is that? They were so awkward. Like, their chemistry was very weird. This is another one, like, forever. I was like, I don't, I like Ryan Gosling, but I don't get why everyone thinks he's so hot. Like, I, he's hot, he's good looking, but I don't get it. And I'm like, I finally get it. What a babe. Oh, and I wrote, what, my final thought, what if they forget someone from the In Memoriam? Like, how do they make sure they get everyone that died this year? They, I don't know if they forget, but sometimes they don't include people and, and their families write in. And they're like, how could you have left them out? And, and you know, timing and yada, yada, yada. There's always an excuse. Oh, my last note was, I McFadian or Fadian as a last name just sounds wrong. I always thought it was McFadden. Okay. What's his first name? Tom? Matthew? Or that's his name? Matthew McFadden? Yeah. That just doesn't sound right. Sounds Scottish. Is that what he is? I thought oh, he was British. I thought he was British too, but maybe his family's from Scotland. Those are all my thoughts on the Sag Awards. Good to know. 
<laughs> okay, what else do you want to talk about? Um, I don't care to talk about Kanye West. Fair enough. But I will talk about that he had a listening party for his new album in Paris this weekend. First of all, who knew you he- happy to be in Paris? Who, who knew he had a new album? I did. Vultures, part one. Yeah. Are you going to yeah. listen? Are you interested? Do people care enough still? Are they like Kanye loyalists and Kanye apologists? That Mark go, and Aaron's husband. That go to this thing? Like people were there. Yeah, people. I mean, again, we've, t- we've talked about a society for so long, separating the art from the artist. I'll still listen to Kanye's music unless, you know, even though I don't agree with him and no. I think he's not a good guy and I worry about him and his state. But like, I'll still listen to his music. So the thing I want to talk about is Northwest was there and she was on stage and she looked so cool. Was she the only kid there of his that we know? That we know. That was the only one that was on stage. I don't know if the other kids were there. But she was just like wrapping along to the words and just like doing her thing. And I just thought like how wild this little girl's life is. And then I got into like, wow, like I, you know, Kim has made so many overtures about how she doesn't agree with the things Kanye does and what Kanye says. And I- and I was like, oh, well, she allows her daughter, but like not really allow, like her father has that's her dad to yeah. be as well. So he could, you know, if yeah. he wants to bring his daughter to Paris and invite her on stage. He's with, you know, can do that. But if I'm Kim and I'm like, hey, I'd probably be worried about, you know, letting my daughter fly there with her father, who's probably not the most reliable person. And then after what had happened to in Kim Paris, in Paris, yeah, previously, I would have been like, like Dorit PTSD. I might have been like, I mean, whatever. I don't know their life, but I feel like I would have such a hard time letting my daughter go there. Especially there, just because of like you know what had happened to her there. Yeah, but then I don't. You can't really fight it. I mean, it's if. Then you think about how Kanye said on the stage that they thought about you know not having her, and she has to hear that for the rest of her life. So what a good dad. Yeah, I just my questions were: Do people still care this much about Kanye? You say yes, and there are. I don't think as much as used to, but there are like crazy Kanye fans, loyalists, like on online and like yeah <clears throat> he he still has people who yeah and then i was i was very happy to see north and she seemed to be having fun and i hope that everything's all right in their co-parenting uh relationship you know what used to annoy me slash amuse me like on the kardashians they would all wear like yeezy and yeezus yep. and like i feel like th- like courtney and chloe thought they were so cool and kim with their like yeezy slides and their pablo shirts and now it's like do they still have all that stuff and wear it <laughs> I mean, they wear it around the house, but I don't think like, yes, obviously, I don't know if they think they're so cool, but like they had to. They didn't have to. Yes. Kanye wanted, Kanye wanted to dress them up. Kim wanted, you know. No, they would wear like concert t-shirts that said like Life of Pablo on the show, like around their house. No, it'd be like Chloe's going to pick up, going to get lunch with someone and she's wearing like a Life of Pablo shirt and and then like they'll have like Yeezy, like the slip, the sneakers and the the sandals that were really hard to get. And I feel like they thought they were like, we're cool. I don't think they need to think it. Okay. Um, Jill, have you seen, there's this billboard when you're driving towards my house. I guess you're getting up the pike. You're on like, I don't know, Route 1 over by that Starbucks. There's a billboard that says like, call 1-800-GOOD-GUYS. And it looks like one of those billboards that says like, injured at work? Call, you know. Yeah. Whatever. My cousin Vinny. And it's Josh Peck and his guy he has a podcast with. Girl with no jobs husband. Oh, okay. And it and I love Josh Peck, so no shade. 
But I'm like, it's a funny billboard because you think it's going to be like call, you Personal know. injury lawyers. Right. Which there are plenty of those billboards in Massachusetts. But I'm like, Josh Peck, do you need this? But like, you guys paid for this advertising? I'm sure it's like iHeartRadio or whoever does yeah. podcasts. But I, I've never seen like a podcast billboard nearby. And then I'm like, that's my old friend, Josh Peck. That is a good question. I don't think I've ever seen a podcast billboard. Maybe like in LA, but not like right near my house. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I just didn't know if you'd seen it, but you don't usually drive this way. So. I have seen it though. Oh, you have? Yeah. I know what you're talking that, about. That yeah. one, right? Yeah. Not not like another one. No, at that exact spot. Yep. Okay. I just want to know, ask if you'd seen that. Yeah. I have a bunch of little things, so I can just go through some of them. Um, I thought it might be interesting to explain to people what sit and rap about a subject is because- Did people ask? No, but in a lot of podcasts, and I noticed because I edit them, like we'll say, I'd rather, and then one of us will say, I'd rather sit and rap about a subject. So can you explain to people why we say that? So, And and the real, you know, Aaron, Jen, Carrie, Tara, you're not listening. You you guys know, obviously, but- Ryan and I went to an all-girls Catholic high school in Staten Island. And our sister went, Caitlin went there too. Yeah, our sister went there as well. And um, during midterms, finals, you know, whatever the situation was for tests, our principal would get on the loudspeaker and read a poem or a prayer. It was, I think it was a poem. A poem about studying. And I forget. It made the, no sense. I forget <laughs> all of it. But yeah. It, I think it was like, a, like, dear Lord, I it don't like. Part, yeah, there was a Jesus part. Yeah, dear Lord, I don't like studying. It stresses me out. I'd rather sit and rap about a subject. But that's like in the middle of it. So right. it'll be like, yeah, like, dear Lord, um, I like school and I like to learn. Yes. But yeah, when it comes to a test, I I get nervous and upset. I you know I hope I just need more help. Like da da da. It goes on, and then there's just a random line: "Is I'd rather sit and rap about a subject." Which, like, what the fuck does that even mean? And then, and then it kind of goes. I feel like off on a tangent, and you're like, "Why does he read this? Like, what does this have to do with?" I mean, the overall message was like, "We know you might be nervous about like taking your New York standardized test today or SATs, but like, you you girls are smart, and we believe in you, and like, calm down." But I'd rather sit and rap about a subject is something that probably anyone went to our high school and had this principle will know. Anyone who went to this high school is having would have this exact conversation. I don't remember the rest of it. It was a prayer. Yeah, but and all I, I remember. We can't tell you who wrote it. I'm going to try see if I can look it up. But, but they will remember. I'd rather sit and rap about a subject. Um, while I looked that up, Jill, I thought you might enjoy this. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and they were talking about Seventh Heaven, and they were talking about what the father's job was. And obviously, <laughs> I know what his job was. Of course, um, you do. And do you want to explain to people? My- I can explain all these fun things. So yeah, because now I'm Google. We watched Seven Heavens a lot when we were younger. I don't know why. Whatever. Fox Family, babe. It was on after school. Well, it was on WB first, like Monday nights. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but like after a while, years, Ryan would be like, "Why do they? Why is the dad's name Reverend? Why do they keep calling him Reverend?" And we were well, like, I was just like, I never heard that as a name. <laughs> Like Ryan, he's in the church. He's a reverend in the church. That's his job. I didn't. I didn't know what a reverend was because we didn't. You know, we're Catholic. Well, yeah, they, we didn't have those that hierarchy in our our church. So she thought Reverend um, Camden was his name. First name Reverend, last name Camden. Yes, exactly. But Reverend is a is a position you can have as a judge. They were like on this podcast. They're like, was he a pastor? And I'm like, he was a reverend. <laughs> 
And you and Caitlin made fun of me so badly and thought that was so funny that I thought his name was Reverend. Meanwhile, I was like, what? Eleven? Eleven? It's pretty funny. It is. Um, Do you you want to talk about... Did you find the poem prayer? No, it's hard to find. So maybe he made it up, our principal. I mean, he was a weird fucking guy, so... Because he was trying to relate to us, talking about rapping. And then he'd come to our soccer games and say, get nasty, girls. Get nasty. We're like, we don't want to get nasty. We're, you know. That's not what he sounds like. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. He had, he'd be like, and then Ryan was in the play. <laughs> anyway, do you have anything else you want to bring up in your short bits? I have many. Uh, yeah, other short bits. So um, Sam Mewis, former soccer player who we t- talked about before, um, has a podcast and lately she's been interviewing a lot of like international women's players because it's called the women's game. So, you know, she's trying to raise awareness. And she had this woman on named Jill Scott, who's retired now, but played for England and has like, she's like one of the most capped players in England, like played in the most games. Jill Scott and is she, also a very famous R&B singer. Yes, I know. Anders loves her. And then, so I was just like listening to the podcast and she had a crazy fun accent, like a Geordie Shore accent where they, you know, she's, they sound like they're from Jamaica sometimes. And she was saying that she has a lot of like famous or infamous moments in matches where she like cursed people out and they caught it on camera, whatever. I forget what the story was, but it was basically there was like a charity match and Prince William was there and she like knocked him over mm. and then they made like a joke about it. And then in like later years, like he would see her at like, you know, say they won a championship and like the royal family was there. He he would like joke with her about it. And she was saying how nice he was and she would forget that he was a prince because he was such a normal guy. And then they'd realize like, oh, this is the future king. And like he was always lovely to the team and lovely to her. And I was just laughing because like we had just talked about how fucking awkward he was. I'm, I'm and, sure like, he's a nice man, but yeah, I don't see him having like, But she made it seem like, oh, he, yeah, like, oh, he was so we would just chat and then I would like forget. And like I was just like, oh, well, she was being very kind. And maybe that's like part, you know, just being a loyal to her country or, or whatever their monarchy, but I thought that was funny. Um, when I was listening to this podcast, Seek Treatment, the one that Catherine Cohen's on, the comedian I mentioned, and they were talking about Seventh Heaven. They were also talking about Full House because they were talking about basically like which, like, when you were 12, like, which teen show, like, who did you want to rail you from one of these shows? And they were joking like... Raise you. No, rail. Like, fuck you. Oh. And like, who did you think was hot? And they were saying, like, they were like, oh, Mary Cameron's boyfriend who had a kid. And I'm like, Andrew Keegan? Like, you know, and they and they were, like, naming things. And they said, Steve from Full House. And I was like, yes, obviously. Aladdin. They didn't even mention that. But then I was thinking. So I go. went to Disney on Ice this uh, weekend yeah. with other families of children, with our two friends. And during yeah. during the um, – the performance, every time a song would come on, I would turn to our good friend, Baker, and I would say, oh, yeah. Steve, from DJ's boyfriend from Still House, uh, Mandy Moore, Zach Levi. Like, I would say yeah. who the famous people were singing. I wonder if he, like, got, like, still gets residu- residuals from Aladdin or if it was, like, a one deal and he got fucked, <laughs> you I know? know? But I agreed. I also thought he was hot. But it got me thinking about Joe Curie's character, Steve, and Stranger Things, because obviously all I think about. And I, I almost feel like he started out more of a dick on Stranger Things, but I'm like, I feel like he's the proto, like Steve from Full House is the prototype from Steve from Stranger Things. And I wonder if they drew inspiration. No, because Steve from Stranger, like Steve, 
Steve from Full House didn't know wrong. He was just like a lovable dupe. Like he was. Well, that's what Steve from Stranger Things no, has like he, become. But he, he was a oh, dick in the beginning. Right, right. right. But like okay. now he's just like the babysitter and he's like long suffering and, you know, he can't get the girl and like whatever. And it was just like, it just, they remind me of each other, I guess, in a way. And I miss Steve from Full House. What is he doing now? Fuller House. Is he on it? Yeah. You know who I probably wanted to rail me at that time? Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Only if you were married would he want to rail you. I know, because he's a crazy Christian, but yeah. he was so hot. Um, Yeah, those were all my small things if you want to talk about Seth Meyers. Yeah, so I think it's airing tonight, but it was announced today and released that uh, President Joe Biden was going to be on Seth Meyers. It was last night because I just watched uh, Amy Poehler's YouTube clip and that was the next clip up and I okay. didn't watch it. So that's how they connected it. Like Amy Poehler brought him on because- So it's been Seth Meyers has been hosting Late Night with Seth Meyers for 10 years. He's the best late night host on television. Dan, I don't care what you say. And I love Seth. for the 10 year anniversary, they were having people on and Amy Poehler said, oh, I could get the president and he came out. Yeah. I don't want to get political. I thought he said some weird things about his. I, I, I started it. The clip started and I was like, I don't want to watch this. I feel weird about it. So I turned it off. I thought he said some weird things about his opponent, but I was pleased Ugh. to hear what he had to say about the issue. The issue. I don't really want to talk about it, but Gaza is real. Like he, he brought it up. Uh, Seth asked him. What did Seth say? I don't know specifically what Seth said, but he asked yeah. him. He was like a true journalist, I guess. And I love Seth president said you know the really only safe place to be israel and i mean to be jewish in the world anymore is israel but they're not winning any favors you know on the international stage by prolonging this so we, and then he thinks he'll be a ceasefire monday but who knows anyway you supported them this whole time joe <laughs> my question to you is yeah President Biden is going on a because it was like the tenth anniversary, but he's been looking on a way, looking for a way to like get his campaign going on like late night. Yeah, is, believe me, they text me fourteen times a day. Is he trying to reach the kids? Are the kids watching Seth Meyers? So I, I youth saw council, that he was. Please enlighten me. I explained to people at work yesterday what youth council was, <laughs> and I was like, "It's you know how you feel young. Get a group of friends who are all older than you." I was like, "You'll always feel young, even though you are thirty three. <laughs> But um, and I was like, and your youth council to people two years older than you. But anyway, I saw the, the clip on Instagram or something, and I was surprised that he took the time to do that. I was like, yes, I know he was on the first episode when he was vice president with Amy, and it's like a, a nice shout for him to come back. But I'm like, it, it's not the Tonight Show; it's Late Night with Seth. But Meyers. that's I'm like, is Jimmy Fallon not cool or like problematic to you? I know, but like, uh, no, he's not. He's he's not cool but like seth isn't cool either like you said okay. it's not reaching the kids it's reaching okay. like my me like my demographic yes us like you know who are gonna vote for him anyway correct they need because, like the 18 year olds to vote for right President which Biden. you're not gonna get from seth i mean people love amy poehler she's beloved so if like you're there for amy and like you know that that's a wider reach than seth i would say like she's on tiktok now like you know whatever but I, I, I thought that for, I was like, why is he there? There's so much going on. Like, it looks bad that he took time out of the day to go there. But then I'm like, oh, it's for, yeah, like he Trying needs to, to be, be out there yeah. and, you know, get some good press because he doesn't have good press mm -hmm. right now. And I'd imagine because I don't follow the news. And yeah, but I don't, to answer your original question, no, I don't think it's reaching the kids. Okay. Are you still, it's like a start. Like, do you, are you just watching clips? I just watch clips. I don't watch it like every day. I would if I, you know. 
I had time. I am watching old seasons of Drag Race. I don't have time. I'm behind on everything Bravo. But um, I do watch clips a lot, especially if they get like it's a someone I think is real. Like there are people I love now because I watch them on Seth clips, and I thought they were so funny. Like John Early, like little baby eighty who just killed it at the killed in, it. You know, spirit film. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, she has so many funny Seth interviews. If you go back and watch, like I I. That used to be like my clips of choice when I was at work, like in the office, and I just needed like I would go. There's playlists like best Mulaney on set, best Polar on set, and just watch those for like hours. Um, I've been trying to watch the John Stewart's. He's doing Monday Night in the Daily Show, and my face was. Oh, all is it just Monday? Just Monday nights he's doing. Okay, and my face was, was all gonna... red coming to this podcast because I just watched the video of him talking about his dog that just passed away, and. Nope. Guys, I couldn't even breathe. It, I was crying so hard. I'm going to cry now. Yeah, so mom's sad. like, did you watch it? And I'm like, no, nor do I plan to because I can't handle that. Oh, my God. it's That sucks. Ugh. Anyway, so I was just, I was just, yeah, like you, I was like, why is President Biden going on to Seth Meyers? I know he's trying to get the younger vote. Do people care about Seth Meyers? People like, like me. Yeah, but like the younger <laughs> generation does not care about Seth Myers. But like he's not going to go on TikTok or like YouTube. Like that's just embarrassing. He should go on Hot Ones. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I like Hot Ones, but like I said, I just watched I a City Sweeney one and there was – she didn't – I didn't even watch there. that one. There was another one recently that I wanted – I watched Barry Kilgan's one. I want to watch that oh, one. Oh, I got to watch that. I want to do it just to see if I could do the first wing because nope. I couldn't. I bet you. I can't even have my Tyson honey barbecue wings without like needing ranch all over them because my tongue burns. Right. Yeah. I As my friend Ryan says, stuff. you can only have Wonder Bread with ketchup. Otherwise, <laughs> it's too spicy for you. And it's true. It is true. And it's like pathetic. But I, I'm like, I want to get ju- famous enough to be on Hot Ones. That's like one of my goals just so I could. really good too. What? I bet those wings are good. I know, but then like by the one that's like the bomb, wow, everyone's yeah. like, this is disgusting. Like you can buy them like and do it yourself. Yeah. Like people I used to work with, they had like a hot ones party, but I was, we were in New York that weekend because I was like, I want to try the first one just to see like what it tastes like. But, but then you, have you ever watched, sometimes I'll have people on who are vegetarian and they'll do it with like cauliflower. I uh, know, but I did think about that when I was watching it today. Yeah. And they also, it's your preference of milk. So like, you know, if you're dairy, you could have oat milk, you could have whatever, soy milk. I would want chocolate milk. City and, Sweeney um, brought frappuccinos. Oh, that sounds like diarrhea waiting to happen. Chicken wings think, and frappuccinos. I think it's diarrhea anyway. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Jill, do you know Marcella from SNL was at Loretta's last call? Jen yeah. sent me a TikTok of him dancing. She even realized like the bar because, and I was like, Jen, we went to a restaurant right next to there was he before? before we saw the main. I don't know, but I'm like, where was this? Is he from here? I don't think so. He's from Cuba. I was going to say it might be from <laughs> Miami or Texas, if I remember correctly, but I don't remember. Um, okay. We didn't watch the JLo documentary. Did it come out already or? The 27th. Today. Today. Okay. So we'll talk about it next week. Everyone watch and, you know, we bring your We haven't done notes. a movie pod in a while, but there's been so much news. There's been so much news. Um, I don't really have much to talk about. I watched Jenny Slate's latest um, special on Amazon. I laughed a lot. I thought it was funny. But it, I saw her live, like, doing that material in, like, December of last year, 22, I guess. And this has happened multiple times where I've, like, seen the show live and been like, I don't think it's this is that funny. and Or, like, after it, like, I think she was funnier in her special that I saw last year, like, 
whatever. And then I watch it and I'm like, this is really funny. Why didn't I think it was funny when I saw it? And I wonder if it's because like they're still working jokes out at that time or I'm just like such a cynical bitch. But I'm like. But I'm like the other way because we. Yeah. Like when we saw Brew Biggs, I thought he was really funny. And then watching the special, I was like, this is not funny. And then I see I had the opposite. I feel like when we saw him, I was like, this isn't that funny. And then I'm watching the old man in the pool and I'm laughing a lot. And And I'm like, why did I think this is funny? I thought he was funny when we saw him. And then the special, I was like, well, I heard all this. Exact opposite. I said, when we saw him live, I was like so mad at him still, still too fresh, our fight. And I was just like, fuck him. He's such a dirt. (laughs) And then you saw him twice. Because you saw him with me and then you saw him. Yeah, yeah, I saw him recently. Yeah, but that that was new stuff. That wasn't like what was in from scratch, the baby J or whatever that one was. But I I just think of the old Mulaney ones like that I used to watch over and over and like they're still so good. Like, it's an hour, which I say all the time. Yeah, I just when think people of ask him what was church. Like, they're like, "What was church like?" Wait, what was it? Making music. Yeah, the sack lunch bunch. Um, but that yeah, that's just what I want to say about Jenny Slate. That I thought it was funny. I'd recommend, and that I'm like, why do I not think things are funny when I actually see? I just feel like I'm very tough critic on these comedians. Also, I feel like every week now I watch a new stand-up special. When it's like, "What did you do this week?" I'm like, "Well." You know, I know. I was trying to think if I did anything pop culture to talk about this weekend, but I saw. This oh, I saw nice. drive drive away. Dolls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you say it? I don't know. You're the one who saw it. I don't know if it's dr- it's drive away dolls, not driveway dolls. That's what I'm tripping on. It wasn't that good. Okay, it was just okay. Good, I had the sillies and I was buzzed, so I was having a great time in the beginning, and then I was like, and did you drive then? Well, in the beginning, I was buzzed, and then okay. I was fine. Okay. I just drove from Watertown to Alston. Doesn't happen. Anyway, so that was our big pop culture weekend. Driveaway Dolls and Disney on Ice. And SAG Awards. And SAG Awards. Well, it was Friday drive? Oh, yeah, because I took off Friday. I was like, why did that feel weird? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you went to a drag show on Sunday? Oh, yeah, with, with our, our parents. parents. <laughs> I loved it, obviously. I was living my best life, and... I had to, you know, explain. Mom asked a couple questions, you know. Some of the queens flirted with dad. It was just the best. But and mom goes, he loves it. He loves being the center of attention. I'm like, really? She's like, yes, he loves this. I'm like, oh, okay. I thought Did he dad interact? He would just like, you know, they would like point at him when they're singing like a line about like a good <laughs> man or whatever. And he just like make like a goofy face. But then like you tip. So like you give like dollars out and stuff. And I ran out of my dollars pretty quickly because I was tipping like crazy. Or you could put them in like a bucket. And then and mom's like, this is like a, a strip club. I'm like, this is just what you do. You tip at the entertainers at the drag show. And so the one girl who was like flirting with dad heavily, I was like, dad, give her your $2. Because <laughs> he also was closer to like hand it to her. So he did. It was funny. Valencia exclamation point was her name. But we our fave was Neon Calypso, a local Boston queen. Wow. Who, who killed the dream girl's performance. Ooh. That was Anne and, Anne and my favorite part. We really, oh, and I texted Slime. When it started, they were, there was a DJ there just playing like music to get going. And like some was Broadway, some was not. Cause it was a Broadway themed drag. Oh, oh that's why mom wanted to go. That's why she wanted to go. Yeah. And then they were playing a song from Pitch Perfect and it was the tattooed knuckles on my thyroid <laughs> song. So I had to text Slime and say, there's a song. I don't know the real song, but it's in Pitch Perfect. And the line is, Got your tattooed knuckles on my thigh, boy, boy, boy. And I always thought it was tattooed knuckles on my thyroid. And when I told Jillian and Slime that, they thought it was very funny, like Reverend Candom. But I'm like, to be fair, your thyroid's in your neck. Like, that could have been the line. Sure. Your tattooed knuckles are on my neck. It's very sexual. 
So. Oh, dear. Okay, we can get into segments. This might be a short one. Yeah. You want to post me? Oh, sure. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. The Marissa New York Post cover segment. The date is February 27, 2014. Kennedy to jury. My dad was assassinated. Carrie Kennedy played the daddy card with the White Plains jurors who will weigh her fate on drugged driving charges, reminding them Wednesday that her father, Senator Robert Kennedy, was killed while running for president in 1968. Taking the stand in her own defense, Kennedy said, I have 10 brothers and sisters. My mother raised us because my father died when I was eight. What is the headline? I don't think my father, the inventor of toaster strudel, should have to deal with this. Pity me, I'm an orphan. Okay. They're so mean. But it's also so confused. Like, it's always so convoluted. And it's hard for me to pay attention. Well, do you want it to be, like, two words? Like, describing? Then you wouldn't be able to get the headline. You never get the headline anyway. I never do, but it's always, like, so long. And then uh, halfway through, I'm, like, not listening because I'm trying to think of a funny pun. And then I, like, forget so what Carrie was Kennedy saying. took Ambien and then drove on, like, the George Washington Bridge. Oh. Yeah. Haven't haven't we all? Yeah. Probably the worst. Well, I don't know about the world, but one of my least favorite bridges to go on because of just how fucking expensive and trafficy it is. Oh, I thought like how terrifying and that people cut themselves off it. No. Oh. How terrifying when you go across three lanes and you don't have to to go on the lower level. It's easy. I don't appreciate. Okay, Jill, your superlative questions. The first one, which I prepared you for, and folks at home, please let us know. Because this came up a lot in the SAG Awards reunion. What is your favorite quote from the film, The Devil Wears Prada? Well, I would like you to talk about it first because I have some honorable mentions and things. And also like favorite quote and when I say the most might be two different things. Right. I, my first thought when I thought of favorite and, and I was obviously thinking about Miranda quotes because that's mostly what people were asking on the red carpet. Like what's your favorite Miranda Priestley quote is, where's that piece of paper I had in my hand yesterday? But then most said, probably by us is, no, comma, shant. No, or, shant. That's my, yeah, most used. And, or some Tucci ones, but I'll save in, in case that those are going to be your answers. Um, no, shant is my most used one. I think yeah. corn chowder is my used ones with Nana. But we'll say um, the quote. Uh, you do know that cellulite is a key ingredient in corn chowder. Because yes. Anne Hathaway gets corn chowder at the Condé Nast cafeteria, which I've been to. I used to get corn chowder at the Northeastern cafeteria all the time. Um, the That's all. Good yep. quote. Is there a reason my coffee isn't here? Has she died or something? <laughs> that is a good one. Another good one that we, I think the McGrath girls have said, just one stomach flew away from my goal weight. Oh, yeah. All, I say that all the time. That's just a good, that's just a good life lesson. <laughs> when um, Anne hath when, Miranda Priestley is stuck in Miami and can't get a flight out because there's a hurricane. So yep. she's like yelling to uh, Anne Hathaway on the phone and she's saying, I have to get to the girls recital. It's at school. And Andy goes, what? And she goes, at school. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, it's just a little drizzle. No, look, she's, I forgot about that. At, at school. school. <laughs> Did you look these up or these all just came to you? No, I looked some up. And yeah, uh, that is a good one. The best Tucci one is wake up six. No. Did someone eat an onion bagel? That's another most used Tucci quote. I used it like last week with mom. Yeah. There's so many good ones. 
I know. I'm trying to think of like what dumb ones I like that are, you know. I mean, I obviously love any when Giselle and Blunt are talking and she's like, you look good. What? She does. Any of the, and you know, she pulled up the Shimura, I can't even say it, Shimura eyelash curler and said, what is this? Shimura. Yeah, but no, that's not how you pronounce it either. Oh, it's, it's like Shimura. I think it's how you say it. Um, and then Blood's like, oh, shut up, Serena. <laughs> so good. Emily Blood's like the best part of that movie. I know. And she, she's just the best. Yeah. Where was Krasinski at the sags? He wasn't with her. No, I guess busy. Promoting his imaginary friends movie that he wrote and directed starring Ryan Reynolds. And then he has the the next Quiet Place coming out shortly after it. Too scary. Starring Both Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, hey, girl. Yeah. She's still with Joshua Jackson. She's so upset she got a post about it on Instagram. I don't know, but Jodie Walker-Smith or Jodie Turmer-Smith, um, just an interview talking about it. Not really like we didn't get any tea, but just like, you yeah. know, I have to do things for me now. I, I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to let a man control my life. I'm a single mother. Yada, yada. You're bumping like crazy. Folks at home, let us know if you hear the bumping noise on Jillian's microphone. If it drives you as crazy as I do, or if you don't hear it and I'm just crazy. Because you don't hear it when it's happening. No, just put me in a street jacket while we do these podcasts. Yeah. Put me in a wheelchair. Get me to the plane. Uh, Do you want to do your next superlative? Yeah. So I was explaining to Jill that every season on RuPaul's Drag Race, there's a challenge called the Snatch Game, and it's a play on the old show, The Match Game, which was like, I think in the 70s, like one of those celebrity game shows on TV, and the drag queens have to impersonate a celebrity, and Ru asks them like some questions to fill in the blanks, and it's really just to make RuPaul laugh. And there are some people like Judge Judy that RuPaul's like a huge fan of. So if you pick someone that Ru's a huge fan of, they're like, you, you got to do a good job because Ru's going to be mad. So I think about all the time, who would I be on the Snatch Game? Like, what celebrity would I impersonate and, you know, think I could make someone laugh and do a good job? Which I will say in a minute. But I, I asked Jillian the same question of who she would imitate on the Snatch Game. Um, I don't have anyone. I don't think I would be good. I'm not good at imitating anyone. The only Neither one that, are some of these drag queens, girl. I was like... You know, I didn't think about it as like making someone laugh to do it, but I just think about how we would always say the line from To Things I Hate About You, you're going to start wearing them now. Yeah, when, when she wears the pearls. Yeah, but that's not like a known person. No, but like just do like, you know, um, why can't I think of her name? This is crazy. Julia Stiles? Julia Stiles. Like I wouldn't. Cat Stratford? I wouldn't do that, but like that's the yeah. only thing. I can't, I would never, I can't impersonate anyone. I'm terrible. That people do like, so like they'll do like Tamar Braxton or even Karen Huger. Like, you know, it just has to be like someone semi known. Or they'll do like someone did one time instead of Gordon Ramsay. But are Ramsey. they good? Like, do they? Some of them, yes. Some of them are terrible. I would do Joy Behar, I think, which is just <laughs> our mother. I would do Fred Armisen doing Joy Behar. And like, half right there, be like, Rue, can you get, I'm having a flash. Can you, uh, so what? Who cares? You know. And then, or Has I would do. Has anyone done Joy Behar before? Uh, not that I, I haven't seen all the seasons yet, but not that I'm aware of. So like this one, or people will do like Jesus, or someone was Mona Lisa one time. Like you can get creative with it. Okay. A girl this week was Amelia Earhart, but like you know we don't exactly know what Amelia Earhart sounds like. So the jokes were stupid. It was like I was the first woman to have peanuts on an airplane when we were like asked a question about you know something or other. Um, or I would be Mona Lisa Vito from. You know, my biological clock my is ticking like ticking this. like this. Or I could be Brittany Murphy and Clueless. These are all the roles I would play. <laughs> you 
you're a virgin who can't drive. That's pretty good. Anyway, but I think I'd do Joy because then I could just do the voice the whole time and be yeah. our mom and be Fred Armisen. But I feel like Rue might know Joy might be like, that's not yeah, something yeah. Joy would joke about, you know, so you got you to gotta be careful with it. Joy jokes about everything. I know. But then, and she's like, all right, keep the peace. Okay, whoopee. <laughs> anyway. Um, my song of the week is called Little Light One, and the band is called Floor, F-L-O-R. Um, Floor? Yeah. Are they, they Hispanic? Had a, no, they're from, like, fucking the Midwest or something. <laughs> they um had a song on the Heartstopper season one show and soundtrack and i really liked that song and then they opened for the main when i saw them in december and i listened to more of their music so i was like oh let me see if i like them before i go see because you know what always happens is you see an opening band you only know like one song and then you start listening to all the music and then you fall in love with them and then they don't come back around for another year or two and you're like i wish i got knew all their songs when i saw them last time and got there early so i've been listening to them a lot and i like this song so that is my recommendation. You know what game we should play next week? The McGrath Guess Who game? How many airplanes have passed by in the window behind you while you've recorded this? Oh, do you? are you looking at that? <laughs> like every two minutes. one. Goes. I don't even notice. Yeah. I was when I was walking Clark before they were all lined up. like Coming in. And I'm like, that's. I remember when we used to drive to, to Staten Island and you, we passed Newark. You see them for like ever. You pass the big Ikea where Rex Plex used to be. You all know Elizabeth, New Jersey. Exit 13 on the turnpike. And yeah, all the planes would be there. Yeah. Um. Oh, you're Kevin Bacon, right? That's all I have left? Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. I thought I had done this person before, but I, oh my God, we were talking at work yesterday about if we get annoyed when people chew. And I was like, my sister eating cereal is my least favorite sound in the entire world, but I'm sure I eat cereal like that too. And I'm like, not everyone chewing or her even chewing all the time bothers me. It's just that specific food because she slurps. Thank you. You're and welcome. I hate when you make that noise in your throat. Don't do it. Oh, my God. Everyone right. hates it. Next. Clark hates it. Okay. So your Idris Elba is your Kevin Bacon. Oh, good. And I didn't have to think about it or look it up in the Oracle yet. So There's a plane. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Why would you? You don't hear them, right? You just no, see it. I just see yeah, it. that's the thing. I'm like, I don't see it. I feel so Raven Place when I sit on this couch. Really? Just because of where the windows are and the back door is and the TV. It's like the same setup. Um, so Idris Elba is in American Gangster with Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe is in The Good Guys, The Nice Guys, The Other Guys with uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is in Creed's Do Love Kevin Bacon. Oh, good job. What What was the first one? American Gangster? Yeah. Idris, Idris is in, in yeah. that and Russell Crowe? Yeah. So Russell Crowe Is it Idris cop. or Idris? What I do think, you usually say? I think Idris. Yeah. Idris plays like a, a rival drug dealer to Denzel. Idris Elba was in prom night with Ming-Na Wen, who was in The Darkness with Kevin Bacon. He was in Pacific Rim with Brian Frank, who was in Where the Truth Lies with Kevin Bacon. He was in The Suicide Squad with Terrence Rosemore, who was in the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special with Kevin Bacon. That always shows up. That doesn't count. He was in Thor Ragnarok with Ruffalo, who's in In the Cut with Kevin Bacon. I didn't know Idris was a Marvel Yeah, person. he's got like um, white dreads. He looks cool. He is cool. He's yeah. in Molly's Game with Kevin Costner, who's in JFK with Kevin Bacon. He's in Molly's Game with Jeremy Strong, who's in Black Mass with Kevin Bacon. Did not know Jeremy Strong was in Black Mass. 
didn't forgot Jeremy Strong was in Molly's game. He's an American gangster with Cuba Gooding Jr., who's in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. There you go. Could have done that. Yeah. So every, a lot of two, you know, yeah. degree connections. But uh, I do, I'm like, I can't even think of one movie Idris Elba's in. I'm like, I just know him as like an entity. He exists? Yeah, like as a person who's just around me, you know. Okay. Okay. What time is your husband coming home? I don't know. He said he was going to leave around nine. She's not home alone. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. This isn't live, so it doesn't matter. I've got a What'd ferocious. I have a ferocious dog to protect me. That's what I, we were also talking about that at work yesterday. Like you know, horror stories of like girls going on dates in Boston and stuff. And I was like, I used to like. I bought this extra lock on my door when I first moved in so that even if someone on the outside got it open, you like couldn't. And I'm like, now I'm just like, my dog will kill you. My so. dog, yeah. My dog will straight <laughs> kill you. My dog tried to bite a two-year-old. He's a jerk. I was sending Sloan today a video about like the dogs who can detect if your glucose levels are, are low, if you have diabetes and how smart they are. And I'm like, I can't even teach my dog not to bite children. So I, I don't know. Just kidding. Anyone listening to this who wants to take my dog away, he's he's fine. He's fine, but he He's will sleeping. murder you if you go into Ryan's apartment unannounced. Yep. Appreciate he it. He didn't murder Caitlin when she came in last week. No, he's like, we. well, I was. I opened the door for her. Oh, she didn't oh. like let herself in. I mean, okay. Anna and Mike let themselves in yesterday and he was well, fine. They know him. Yeah, he likes them. Okay. My dog can't be seen in public. Okay. I'm single mom. I wash and dry. Okay, Stephen Glansberg. Talk to you soon. See you then. Bye-bye. See you then.